0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers. Together and loving it. TNC's apply. Celebrations. Proudly partnered by Top Sport, official wagering partner of the AFL Record.
1: Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858
0: 858. The AFL Record Round
2: 13 Edition. Available on game day and still only $5.
3: The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, Thursday mornings from 9 on Sydney's home of sport, 1170
0: SEN.
1: Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit dot 7-Eleven. Hot food, hot and ready near you. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time.
4: Uh, yes, uh, we are here all thanks to 7-Eleven. You're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie. Gee, that sounds good, doesn't it? Or traditional veggie pasty. You're a pasty or a pasty no, then, gentlemen? Yeah.
5: Get, get out of here with the pasty. It's a pasty. The,
4: I the meat pie. Okay, there you go. You can have your say, by the way, you lead the way. one one 1170 457 736 Tweet at 1170. Uh, we welcome you, however you're listening, 1170 SN in Sydney, 1620 AM SEN on the Gold Coast and on your digital radio in Brisbane on SENQ. You can download the podcast, uh, search via the app. You can listen to us on the Darren map anywhere you like and listen to Crunch Time anytime <laughs> you like through the Jaleesa app. Uh, Adrian Prezenko is here. He is the Sydney Morning Herald Chief Rugby League Reporter, two-time Walkley Award winner and author of the Johnny Larrikin Diaries. Adrian, good afternoon. (laughs)
2: Good afternoon.
4: Uh, Now, can we confirm this? Seal? Uh, yes, still the fastest man ever in a textile suit. Uh, gold medals at three Commonwealth Games uh, and wouldn't have passed up an opportunity to swim in the jewel in the pool, as Katie Ledecky has done this week. Talking points, uh, plenty to talk about. How are you, Miss All?
5: I'm good. Never better. Well, you know, I'm still reeling a little bit from Wednesday night. Yes. I did listen to your uh,
4: your bias call, yes. the New South
5: Wales bias call.
4: Yes. It was good. I never criticise a referee. I'm, I make it very keen. But in the bias call... We may or may not. <laughs> we, we may or may not call Ashley Klein Ashley Decline because he kept knocking us back those blues. But anyway, uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I thought that New South Wales were a little bit hard done by. But in saying that, I felt felt like the best team won Queensland. What yeah, do you guys think?
2: I agree. Absolutely, I think it would have been a travesty. Even as a New South Welshman, if, yeah. if Isaiah Yo had stretched out and, and planted it over the
4: line. To take us to, they go to Golden Point, don't they? Yes, they, they have do. Golden
2: Point in our region, do they? Did,
5: don't I think yeah. they
4: do. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the case. Says Seal, yes, yeah. and uh, the Gibbo. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say, so right? Oh boys, straight off the top. Um, now this is the thing, right? So had had we won the game, which quite easily could have happened if Tedesco's try is ruled a try, it's ten points to nil which is a long way to come back from. As it turns out, it goes six points to four at the other end of the field. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo puts a kick back in for Dane Gagai. Convert the goal, six points to four. 12-point swing. So if New South Wales win the game, are we talking changes?
5: Oh, I I still would be. Um, First and foremost, Latrell Mitchell. People keep saying, oh, but he hasn't played a game. We don't know if he's fit. Look at his track record. Yeah. Look at his last series in origin. He's the first person picked if he's, if he's healthy for mine. And uh, I think Tariq probably proved to all of us that he's maybe a bit bit past that level. Yeah. Um, so who can,
4: okay. But before we talk about Tariq, the, the hard thing you have is arguably Adrian. Um, Jack Whiten was amongst our best. It was him or Teddy. I, I felt they were the two best players. Yeah. Jack Whiten is exclusively a left player. And Latrell Mitchell has always been that left centre. You, you don't really see Latrell in that right centre position. So I agree. If and, and he looks fit, Latrell. And if he comes back one game, has a blinder, you have to pick him, right? Yeah. But then what do you do with Jackie Whiten?
2: Well, imagine you're South Sydney. Like, you've spent all this money. You send him over to oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. You send him to the guru Bill Knowles, and yeah. he's done all of his, you know, calisthenics and stretching. Yeah. And imagine you, you all of a sudden, he's thrust into an Origin Arena, wow. having played, what, maybe three games in eight months? Yep. It's been a very long layoff. And ping, the hamstring goes. Imagine you're Jason Demetrius oh. and Blake Solly, yeah. and you just think, what have you done? I, mm. I reckon... I reckon it would, you'd be doing him a massive disservice to throw him in. I, I agree. Hopefully he's fit for the decider, but I don't think you can get him in with you know, potentially only just one game and expect him to go out in a state of origin. Does Souths have a say in him
5: being oh, picked?
4: I, only to him. Yeah, okay. not, not, not to the um, New South Wales Rugby League. No. Yeah,
5: okay. Because remember it used to happen with city country? Clubs would say, Yeah, oh, that was
4: different, though. Different? Yeah, that was different. Because players were pulling out of themselves by the end, weren't they? Yeah. So no one's so pulling out club, of the state of The club Oregon. can't.
2: Uh, South
5: couldn't can't say, absolutely. no, he's
4: not available. No. no. And no. Jason
2: Dimitri spoke yesterday and said, look, you know, it's up to them. We're not going to tell them to pick him or, or not to pick him. Yeah. But I just think you've, you've got to take into consideration how little football he's played, mm. how much the club has invested in him. Yeah, And if he gets, you know, if he pings that hamstring, you know, running after Selwyn Cobbo, can you imagine the outcry?
5: Well, I just say as a, as a Bulldogs fan, South Sydney, thank you for your investment in New South Wales and yeah. we'll take him. Yeah. i
4: but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, now that you say that, I hadn't thought about that, Adrian. I, if I was an advisor to Latrell Mitchell, mm. given the lengths that they've gone to and given the fact you're not going to have many, so maybe you're doing yourself a disservice, I'd actually come out very early if I was Latrell Mitchell and say, listen, Right now, I'm absolutely committed to Yeah, I'm not available for game two. I, I would just come straight out and say that. Um, I need to get myself playing back for the the uh, Cardinal Red and the Myrtle Green. Uh, and then if that's all going to plan, game three, we can rethink about that. But right now, I am unavailable. That, that's what I would do.
2: You talk about the investment. I reckon, I've been told that that figure's are up around 75K. And that that's to send Latrell over to send uh their physio over to send it, they had a videographer there that's for meals accommodation to pay the guy who was looking after him that's a lot of money Look, it's it's not a lot of money in the context of he's an 800k player and you need him firing at the back end of the year if you're going to have any chance of winning the premiership mm. but it's mm. a big investment if all of a sudden he runs out for the blues and and damages himself
4: 100% that's uh, crazy. and and he's you know the last couple of years he's been sort of going down late they've had them last year's grand final wasn't there So, uh, but credit to him, and Miss Sol, you're the athlete in the room here, credit to him because it'd be easy to go over there on a sort of quasi-junket, but he's come back and he looks fit. He looks good. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's why I want him in the team. I think that someone said, I read somewhere, he'd lost 10 kilos. Yeah, yeah. That's... A fit Luttrell is such a weapon.
4: But to be fair, if you're getting paid that sort of money, you're a professional athlete at the highest level. You have, yeah. you have to be doing that sort of thing.
5: Yeah. You know, you know what I think we missed for New South Wales the other night? And I think there was three players that can fix the problem. Emotion. No one seemed to be emotionally getting up for it. Even when, they, were, you know, Queensland would score a try and you'd see them huddle behind the goalposts. I'm looking at it going, who's ripping into him here yeah. saying we need a lift? Yeah, Three people that do that. One, Latrell Mitchell, super emotional player, gets real up and about for origin. I know
4: who you're going to say now. I don't know if I agree with this one, but I know you're going to say. Uh, but
5: can I guess? Yes. Jay Trevojevic. Jay Trevojevic, yeah. super emotional, gets up and about and rips into the other players. Third, the Fox. Yeah. Plays high on emotion. and is If you go to a Bulldogs game at the moment, there's one voice you can hear the entire 80 minutes screaming from the wing. Yep. It's Josh Car. Yeah. Um, just when things were looking a little down at times, there wasn't much talk coming from Cleary. Isaiah Yo, not a big talker. Luai, not a big talker. Cook, quiet as well. I was just looking at the game going, who's emotionally up for this? Who's getting the, the, the players up? And they kind of seem to be looking around themselves a bit.
4: Uh, I, I'll ask you for your replacement for Tariq in a minute, but I... Damien Cook, I felt, played pretty strong. And I, I just think in three years, the Panthers have lost four games only, in three years when you've had Yo, Cleary, Luai, Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, and it's not about even Coruscant versus Cook independently for games. I don't think we've seen the best football from Nathan Cleary at state of origin level. He's got one man in the match in 11 appearances when they lapped him 34 to 10 or something. But in the main, we haven't seen the best of Nathan Cleary. And I think it's time that we, we have to give him Appy. What do you boys think about that?
2: I don't think you'd drop Cook on, on that performance. He, he's not the scapegoat and he's not the reason. No,
4: I, I don't think so. But yeah. unfortunately, I just think Nathan Cleary would be so much more comfortable with Appy. you got Yo, and Yo would be there and Luai. And I just think it's – if there's not much between them, and I don't believe there is much between Appy, Coruscant and Cook – well, then you've got to go for the combination. But that's what I think. Have you say on the text line, 0457-736-736? What changes are you making, Adrian?
2: Sims has to go.
4: And who comes in?
2: Well, I don't know. Do you look like at a Kalamatangi or a Ola Kowatu? Ola Kowatu you know, is yeah. they they're, they're the guys mm. that are bringing that mongrel that, that James was talking yeah. about. That, yeah, they can change a game. They can hurt you in attack and defence. There's a physicality there. There's a presence there. Um, you're looking up, if you're running up and you see them in front of you. Yeah. Well, like they missed a bit of that yeah. mongrel,
5: didn't yeah.
4: they? That, 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 look, without without Latrell, without Turbo, it's a lot yeah. of X-factor gone. Yeah, yeah. Ola Kawadu has that X-factor about him.
5: Yeah. That and, strike. And Latrelle's that raw aggression as yeah. well. We were missing a bit of that. I, I'd go Crichton into starting second row. Ola Kawadu onto the bench um, for Madison. Yep. Um and then when uh Ola comes on at second row, Crichton pushes into the middle. I just whenever I've watched Crichton in big matches, representative matches or semi finals, he always delivers. He's got that extra level in him. Um Tarek Sims was just found wanting a few times,
4: wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh if Ryan Pappenhausen comes back with a storm beforehand.
2: I, I, again what what position does yeah. he play? Well I think he's a fourteen. I, I, I still think that well. Even then, it's it's like the Crichton thing. I, I still don't think that he gives you the value off the bench. And I, I thought that they would actually switch Widen and Cryden. And I agree that Wyden was probably our best player, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which surprised me somewhat because I thought I was a, a little bit critical of the decision to choose him. Um, but like again, I, I think you know a Hines offers so much more than a, a Crichton or anyone else in in terms of a utility.
4: Interesting. Have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? The head knock. Now you spoke to Peter Valendis. Uh, this week. It's quite obvious that he should have come off, said Peter Valandis.
2: Well, that flies in the face of what the NRL said, in that uh, Annersley said that we're happy with how it was all all handled, that they went through the right process. This is the first time that the we've had an independent doctor for an origin in the bunker. I thought it was interesting watching their game, well, being at the ground and watching it live, we could see the stumble as he tried to regain his yes. balance. Mm. However, if you're watching it on Channel 9... They didn't show that immediately, did they? Like they saw yeah, him, there was an away. angle of him getting up to his feet and then they just cut away because there was a lot going on. It was yes, obviously of course. the first yeah. tackle of the game. So a lot of viewers wouldn't have seen him. But those first couple of steps, like if you've got the wobbly boot, you're off. Yep. Like that's, yeah, That's that's the rule. So they said it wasn't the the Category 3 that, that the classification required in order to come off straight away. Yeah. Um, and again, look, it's, it's surprising given that, you know, the bunker's got all the angles, they've got all the viewpoints, they've got time to review it. They said, yep, Travis Toomer, you've got to go down. You've got to have a look at him. Travis has done his job, the head trainer. Um, and based on his assessment, he was allowed to continue, but it didn't smell right. Did no. it?
5: I'm a little bit confused by this and, and I, I, I got more confused when we spoke to Brandy during the week on our morning show. And Brandy said... We thought he was concussed, but we couldn't do anything as the coaching staff because it was up to the independent doctor. Isn't the first point to call the team doctor? Then if they don't make any uh, call on it, then it goes to the independent doctor? Or like the trainer didn't come out and assess, you for ages. yes. Surely Freddie's the first one to say, get the trainer on to assess him mm. before it gets to the independent doctor. But Brandy doubled down and then went on NRL 360 and get and said, we wanted to get him off, but we didn't want to use an interchange and we, we couldn't do anything because he passed all the HIA protocol. Well, thought... well,
4: no, no, but I was, oh, to, in their defence, um, if the doctor, if he has passed everything, I mean, if you're them, what, why would you waste your interchange? Like, well,
2: so wh- why isn't he playing this weekend? Yeah,
4: no, that's right. Mm. No, but, but no I agree say, with that, but I don't yeah. believe that's on Freddie.
2: No, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's he's I'd, got I'd enough. Say, I think Freddie's got enough on his plate. Yeah, yeah, without, yeah, You know, having a you know, Protocol get one, a PhD in... And... Yeah. <laughs>
5: Protocol one failed. You you drop to the ground and stumble after the, the head knock. That's Surely that's team doctor saying that's a, the sign of a category one. He's off. Regardless of what the trainer comes out. You know, if the independent doctor sees him drop to the ground, it, it, it's a category that... We've seen Victor Radley two or three times this year be taken off for an entire game because he stumbled. It just felt like a different set of rules for Origin.
2: Has there been a more dramatic start to a game oh. since Sam Burgess in that grand oh. final? Oh, yeah, the like, honestly, look, there was, <laughs> and, and the thing is, under the current protocols, he probably comes straight off, doesn't play, doesn't play the, the rest of the game, yeah. doesn't become the Clive Churchill medalist, and yeah. they, they might not win that game.
5: Did you think Yo's performance was affected? Yes. Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah, but, but, but back to the um, I, I genuinely believe that, and Damien Cook's an outstanding player, and he was he was one of our better players, but I just think his style is so different to Appy that it throws throws those players out a little bit. Mm.
2: Given that there's already half a dozen Panthers in that side, should they should there be enough cohesion there, regardless?
4: Yeah. But that, that number nine is handling the ball more than anyone. So yeah. where we're Cookie – because Cookie jumps out and he's he's a pinball machine. He's jumping yeah. around. He's back, Whereas they're quite methodical, those Panthers, and the little lies that Appy tells. Like Nathan knows what's going on. He's always looking the other side and then he comes back the other way. And Yeah. I don't know. It's been that, an
5: interesting rhetoric to come out of the game. It's uh, And the, the Coruscant thing is probably another one is there's all these excuses around why Cleary potentially didn't play his best. I just thought he was rubbish. Um, and I know that's a harsh thing to say, but there's a couple of instances where there was no kick pressure on him. Now, Brandy and Freddie have said huge amount of kick pressure. Our forwards didn't do a job for him. There was one particular case. He was on the 30-meter line kicking into Queensland's um, in-goal area. He puts up a bomb. Ponga dead set catches it five meters into his in-goal, and they get a seven-tackle me- seven set. Yep. I think Cleary just had a really poor night. Um, and a lot of what happened with New South Wales was a result of Cleary taking some poor options and playing short instead of playing out into the back line. A couple of times he dummied and ran himself, including in the last set of the game, yep. which I thought was a really poor option. I, I just think he had a really poor night and he has to shoulder quite a bit of responsibility. Which he has.
4: Which yeah, he has. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he has. And I just think uh, a lot of the, the rhetoric around has
4: been excuses as to why Cleary maybe wasn't at his best. Maybe this has happened, Adrian, but, and maybe it has happened, right? But if I'm Brad Fittler, I'm going to him and I'm saying, Nathan, w- we need you to be amongst the best three or four players for us to claim this series from, from this time in. Yeah. So, mate, I need an honest answer here, and it stays between you and I. <coughs> Who do you want to play with? Yep. That That's what I think is the answer. Who the, do you want to play with?
2: The knock on Cleary a couple of years ago when... They lost in the grand final to the storm and then they lost the origin series not long afterwards. The, and in a couple of those big games, like the common denominator was Christian Welsh and the kick pressure that he yeah. put oh, on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. and all of a sudden it's like, Well, has this guy got it? You know? Yep. And, and clearly he's he's answered that. Like they've won a call, oh, they've yeah, been he's the dominant side. He has yeah, well yeah. and truly he's got, got it. it. But that's sort of the blueprint, isn't it? And obviously, yeah. Watch wasn't there last last night, oh, yeah. on Wednesday night. Yeah. But a couple of those times, they, they, they did get after him. They did yeah. get after him, didn't they? Well, Absolutely. I, I was
5: just, I, you know, I, it probably for me goes back to last year's grand final when he kicked South Sydney to death. He won them that game off the back of his kicking game. Yep. So I'm sitting there last night, s- sitting back, pretty relaxed about this origin game going. Nathan Cleary is about to pound Queensland into the earth with his kicking game tonight. Selwyn Cobbo is dead set going to struggle against Cleary. He's going to make him look silly. And then the exact opposite happened. Selwyn Cobbo looked like a well-beater because he was catching kicks 10 metres out from his goal line with no pressure on him. We didn't pick Addo Carr because
2: we wanted someone as an aerial threat. Oh, geez we didn't really use our aerial threat, did we? No. But even when he did get a, a good kick away, like, for instance, Val Holmes was there to cover. Like, he'd come yeah. from nowhere. Like, they won all of those little moments when there was a loose ball or, a, a you know, the ball was bobbling towards the in goal. Like, they were there every time, weren't they?
4: Absolutely. i, I tell you, when I, I knew we were in trouble, because I would have picked it to start with, I would have picked so in the centres and Val on the wing because Val is that bloody good on the wing oh, he's representative. So, good. He's, so when Coach went down... he's the best
5: winger in the game.
4: He is the best winger in the game, particularly yeah. at this high representative level. Yeah. So Coates goes down. I went, oh, no, that's going to push Cape all of the centres and it's going to put Val on the wing, which we don't want. Yeah. Right? and yeah. he just scores. When he's on the wing, he just scores. And yeah. he just had so And plus he's got that big carry at the back of the field.
5: Yeah. A couple of times there was... He, he was covering... A- kicks across in, in backfield or coming across and making cover tackles. And my girlfriend actually commented to me a few times. She said, how fast is Valentine Holmes? He's oh. flying at the back there. I said, yeah, he is. But you're comparing him to Katoni Stags and Daniel Tupu. Yeah. He
2: wouldn't look quite as, as fast as if he had Bops. Josh Adokar well, chasing a couple of those there kicks. There you go. That's, that's what it all comes back to, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, for, for every advantage that you uh, gain by having Daniel Tupu there, you lose some by... You know, it's crazy because
5: all the rhetoric during the week was you can't coach height. I've heard Gus saying it for a decade. You can't coach speed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
4: You can't coach speed. Um, yeah. uh, there you go. Have your say. one uh, one Now, our best contributor via call or text today winner, Dometic Thermo Bottle. Dometic has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Dometic. Drinkware is the way to do that. Hi, guys. The very thing you're talking about happened in the first tackle in the Warriors versus Manly game. Uh, Tola cooler uh, hit the deck on the first tackle, and about three minutes later was sent from the field. He fell exactly how uh, Crichton did. I think he's talking about Yo. He? Yo. yo. Yeah. He E-man, fell yo. exactly how Yo did. Um, that's from 056. So yeah, keep them coming through. Uh, that is the way to do that. 1300. 01170. Yeah, So interesting to see how it all plays out. Now, boys, I actually left that game with an epiphany. I thought <laughs> Cameron Munster off the source is some player. Oh, man. He looks fit. He's oh. some player. Oh. Uh, Harry Graham. Like
5: M&M oh. with the frosted tips. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon Melbourne Morals to win this comp. They're scorned from last year. They won't, they, there was unfinished business last year. Yeah. Not forgetting that Penrith, after a long State of Origin series, they'd been up for two years. They, they fell in last year, didn't they? They fell in against uh, Parramatta, was it? Or Melbourne yeah, with that crossfield kick, they, only, they fell into South.
2: Yeah, they only just beat Parramatta.
4: Yeah, I'm so convinced it's their season. Pap comes back, Nelson's is, back this week. Is
2: there a bit of anti Panther sentiment coming across here? No, yeah. no, 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 no.
4: It, no. I tipped them last year. Yeah. <laughs> all, all year <laughs> last year, I was tipping them. Yeah. Um, but I've just got a feeling that this is unfinished business. Bit last dancey. We don't know how long Bellamy's going to be hanging around yeah. at the Melbourne Storm. Um, certainly, the cheese. He's leaving them. So yeah. I can see him going out with a bang as well. Cameron Munster's value just oh. up.
5: up. Like yeah. If, if, well, as a Bulldogs fan, I'd happily pay 1.3. But what would the Dolphins be thinking now?
2: It'd, it'd have to be in that vicinity. like it's Absolutely. Because money. every time he goes out, he yeah. plays better. But, I mean, is there a little bit of buyer beware with him? Like, yeah, on, we, of course we, there we're is. We're talking about, there's that asterisk, and you said yeah. he's, he's off the source, but... And takes one or two. What was his call on minutes. the source?
5: Did he say off it forever or just off it for the season? Off it for the season. Okay.
4: Do you remember Blake Ferguson got off the source? Well, there may have been a misdemeanor. Blake Ferguson got off the source. Roosters won the company. and he had a barnstorm. Yeah, the beer, yeah, right? yeah,
5: yeah.
4: And then straight away when they won the grand final, there were shots with him in the in the uh, sheds with a beer, and I mm. thought, oh, here we go. Well, that, that
2: was actually <laughs> the whole Rooster squad. So they used to do that. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. So, so they would do. They would. Look at the season. Break it up into blocks, and say yep. like during this last third. Yep. Why don't we all you know put our hands in and just say no, nope, we're not going to touch the source. We'll we'll celebrate yeah. on on Mad Monday when we've won the comp. And they did that for several seasons, and and it was a, a very. Successful it seems play. like
5: a no-brainer. Like in swimming, that's just yeah. that's the go.
4: Yeah, but, but but that's that's where it's a bit amateur hour still. Yeah. That it shouldn't even be a chat. Like if you're. In the season, no-one's drinking.
5: Yeah. But well, I've seen it multiple seasons. They go into the dressing sheds of a team after they've won a semi-final. They're all on the beers. Yeah. In isn't the
2: final f- series. Isn't it funny that they look at all of these incremental one-percenters, like they, yeah. they get the anti-gravity machine. They'll yeah, send yeah, the yeah. Mitchell to Philadelphia. Yeah. They'll look at all of these little things. They'll look at hyperbaric chambers. They'll look at, you know, beetroot juice and gherkin yeah. juice and all yep. of these things, and yet they still go out and get hampered. Yeah, you right. I- and, and, and to be fair, most of them wouldn't drink to excess. But when there's a bye week or, or something like that, yeah. you just think that's not improving performance when they're off the leash. Yeah. And the fact that they don't drink often, when they do or when they're they given hard. a pass, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they make up for all the time that they <laughs> yeah. couldn't drink to. But it affects your
4: sleep. It affects your yeah, training the next day. Yeah. And, and and I am throwing stones in, in at glass houses really because I had had a successful season in 2000 and then 2001 – you just start to get ahead of yourself, and then mm. slowly but surely, your form comes down. And we will getting on the drink during the week, and, and in hindsight. Oh. oh, yeah.
5: That was common? Yeah. That's insane to yeah. me. Yeah. I'll tell you, I know how Munster can go to the next level. George Cambosis, leading into his Lopez fight, I think he did it again for his fight against Haney.
2: No sex. I don't know whether you're going. Sex ban. No sex. Wow. Sex ban. Yeah. I remember writing that story. Yeah. With, uh, with yeah. What do you reckon? Cam oh. Munster,
5: no alcohol, no sex. Yeah, You'll just no no be thanks. going out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Why would you get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> <nothing> <laughs> no alcohol, That's right.
4: No, sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no fun. No sauce, no fun. <laughs> uh, okay, um, text line remembering giving away this uh, the Dominic Thermo bottle. Dominic has you covered with their new drinkware range. So boys, does history repeat itself heading to Perth? Six changes for the Blues, says Rocky. What's that, Do you remember off? that? Well, he's six obviously referring to we had yeah. gone to Perth. Yeah. After uh, losing the first one. Yeah, and I think that's the, oh, game, that where the game
5: where game where we won by 50 they, or something? They
2: put a... Absolutely... A
5: Tommy Turbo
4: went berserk, didn't he? Yeah. That's when he was getting on the other side of the field, taking bombs, scored a yep. hat-trick, I think. Yeah. So I think I that's like what, it, Rocky. You like it. Six, yeah. six changes. That's Maybe not
2: six. Six is on the high side.
4: Six is on the high side. But Tariq's not there, is he? No, he's not there. Olakuaatu, that's who I want.
5: Oh, like, oh, how good was he last week? He's oh. knocking people out with yeah. of his ball in hand.
4: I love him. I love him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Adrian. So, if they're naming the Australian team today, yep. based on what we've seen this year, based on what we've seen in State of Origin, I needed you to tell me the we know the fullback's going to be Tedesco. Yep. We know the 5'8's going to be Munster. Yep. The halfbacks who. Wow.
2: Well, this is interesting because my answer will probably also affect who the captain will be, won't it? Yes. So oh, you've got yeah. so you've got Tedesco, the captain of New South Wales. Daly Cherry Evans, Queensland. Look, I'm not prepared to throw Nathan Cleary out on one game. No, so, but but, but so. he's not in
4: at the moment. The, the incumbent is Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah. I think I think what Mal will do is he'll name a squad.
4: No, 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 no. no, <laughs> I, no I, my hypothetical is of we're one. picking a team today.
2: <laughs> no, I'm picking Cleary. <laughs> Mal, Mal would go with Cleary? I don't know if Mal will. I, I would pick Cleary.
4: Cleary. What would you do, Miss all?
5: Cleary. But Mal's a biased Queenslander, so he'd yes. probably do Cherry Evans. There Cleary every okay. day of the week. Yeah. Next, yeah.
4: next question. Next question. The incumbent dummy half is Damien Cook. Mm. Team picked today by Mal is who? Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt?
5: Yeah. <laughs> with Grant on the bench.
4: So the, 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 the two of them get the starting yep. game. What and do you then, think, And then
5: Hunt covers all those half positions if anyone goes down.
2: Um, it was a masterstroke for them. I go Damien Cook. The thing is, Hunt has had that bench spot, but I reckon mm. Harry Grant's going better than Ben Hunty's.
4: Yeah. So you, you, you'd go Cook to nine, 14 Harry Grant. Correct. Wow. Okay. What's yours? Uh, I would go, I, I think based on what we've seen so far, you couldn't take it off Daily Cherry Evans. Based to this point, this could it's change. Only by, one game. Yeah, yeah that's right. At this point that's yeah. is right. in origin or season as well. well. Well, to this point, where, and it is with Munster. Right. So it's not, it's not, you're not giving Cleary yeah. with Appy with Jerome. Yeah. yeah. So I'd actually go, well, okay, well, Daly doesn't deserve to lose his spot at this time. Uh, so I think Mal would go with Daly if it was picked today. That may change come the end of the year. Mm. Number nine, Harry Grant's the best hooker in the comp. And mm. I'd go number 14, Ben Hunt.
5: Yeah. Anyway. I just know Mal loves Ben Hunt. Yeah. Loves him. He's picked him for Australia when he's been out of form, so I reckon he'll, be, I reckon he'll go for him at
4: nine. He's playing some good footy. Uh, crunch time, all thanks to Seven Eleven. After the break, we'll look back at Friday night. Last night, wow, the Cowboys, they are legit. one The text 0457-736-736. And you can slide into our DMs. You can tweet us at 1170-SEN. This is Crunch Time. The Missile, James Magnus, and Adrian Paseko. I'm Joel Cain. i A break it back with more. Okay, boys, last year, the Cowboys, do you know, here's get, what was their best defensive score, i.e. the opponent score against them? The lowest score they kept the team to in 2021, the Cowboys. What do you oh, reckon it was? You'd
5: have to think 14?
4: 18. Wow. 18. In the whole of 2021, it wow. was 18. That's a bad season. Uh, and uh, we have, through to round 14, 10 times they've kept the team 12 or less. Wow. So their best in wow. 2021 was 18. That happened twice Broncos and the Bulldogs, two teams who were flailing at the time. Mm. And 10 times through 14 rounds, they've held their opposition to 12 or less. That is some coaching performance, isn't it?
2: Has everyone in this room tipped them to run last at yeah, the start I did. of the year? I did.
4: I had the Warriors to come last.
2: I had them as last. Yeah. As the Cowboys as last.
4: Yeah. It's um. I the Bulldogs in the top four. It's a remarkable turnaround. Did you? <laughs> Out. That's uh. Out. Um, More heart than head. Yes. Uh, crunch time brought to you by Seven Eleven. You're never far away from Seven Eleven's classic slow cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty. You can go and get some now. Um, the Dragons. Well, they can't feature now, can they? Really. You, you, you take on an understrength Cowboy side. Yes, it was in Townsville, but uh, it is Tata tatiana, Western Web, isn't it, for the Dragons? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, um, but oh, it's so weak that even the bottom part of the eight, it's such a weak competition there, and yeah. they only need to win, you know, every second game and that, uh, for the rest of the year, and they'll be there or thereabouts. But I don't think they're going to do that, I don't yeah. know, based do you remember on what we've seen.
5: At the start of the year, we were saying this is our closest comp ever. There's not much gap between the top teams and the low teams. That lasted for what, maybe four or five rounds. Yeah that chasm has opened back up again. Like there's, you saw last night, the gulf between
2: the top and the bottom. I reckon huge. in the post origin period <laughs> in the run home towards the, the end of the regular season, we're going to see probably a record of dead games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like probably yeah. more so than any other season. There was a bad one a, a few years ago, um, but this could be the worst ever question
5: for you, Joel. Yeah. I, I've, never experienced this coming from swimming, right? So Bulldogs players now aren't playing for anything. They're not how, – how does your season – like they've got another, what, 12, 14 yeah. weeks to go. How do you get through that mentally? It's well, well you're playing players. for
4: positions in the team for the next year. Right. You're playing for contracts, some people. No, so, see, if I'm a club, Canterbury, I'm saying to Dufty right now, like money is money, right? It's not free. If you're running a proper business – yeah, I'm saying, well, look, Dufty, you're not part of our plan for next year. Why don't you go and get yourself started over in England? We can save the however much we're paying you per month. Yeah, to me that just makes complete sense.
5: What about what about like a, a Matt Burton? So you're spotting the teams guaranteed. You're carrying the rest of your players. How are you getting up for every game, knowing that you're not yeah. playing?
4: Well, that that's I don't know. that is. A, I, I would actually, and it will never happen. But if I'm running the NRL. In a new world, I'm having the top 14 teams, right, and we have another 12 in a second team, and we have promotion relegation. Relecation. I would love yeah, that. That keeps it very interesting. So, so,
2: what happens if the Broncos are relegated? Like you just lose basically all of Queensland. Yeah, yeah. that's. I don't think you could. Do
4: that. Well, the, another thing you could do, another thing you could do is, you could actually, you could actually divide. So everyone plays each other once, right, and at that point. The top eight go through, right? Mm. The bottom eight play in their own comp. And then the informed team out of the bottom eight is representative of the eighth position. So if you run last out of that top eight, you're not going to feature in any grand final. And that team misses out and the bottom half are playing for a spot in the finals. This has got shades of wildcard weekend. Yeah, It's got a little bit about it. it. But it would add interest because what you would do with that bottom eight, you structure it so that the top four of that bottom eight, which is going to keep most of them in the mix a long way, mm. then you play off in a semifinal and a final. Winner gets the eight spot into the semifinals. And then every game is virtually worth playing for something. And you're getting... So in the instance that, say, for example, Manly, um, they missed out on the top eight. But with two weeks to go, Tommy Turbo's back. And they go on and win yeah. that. Well, then you've got the informed team getting that eighth position. Coming into the
2: semis. Yeah. That's, that it was does... almost like the Titans two years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Like yeah, they, yeah. they won about five or six of their yeah. last games, yeah. but just missed out. Just
4: missed out. When other teams, Cannon Fodder, yeah. who haven't played well for two months. Um, so And also you get the equality of the draw. So for the best teams, you have played every single team once, and mm. then you've, you, you're also getting very good games at the back end. Mm. So all those games, it's the top eight playing each other. You know, each week you're getting a very good game. The bottom team's also equally weighted. Yeah. And you're still playing – what are you playing? You're playing 15 games to play everyone once, and then you're playing another seven to play. So you're still playing 22 games.
5: Yeah, I don't hate it. What, what about the bottom two teams in the NRL drop out and have to play super rugby in front of no crowds? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's even better. Oh, okay.
2: are, you a, are you a conference man, Sugar? Uh, Obviously you can't do it at the moment, and when you've got a 17th team – it's not going to work. No. But, yeah. but if we get to 18 teams, is that something you that'd work for you? That whole idea of more blockbusters between you know the neighbours
4: and rivals. Yeah. And yeah.
2: And, I don't mind that.
5: Either. Don't don't hate it. No, yeah. definitely don't hate it. What about we kept saying that the next the 18th team will be from New Zealand. Oh, we've S-
2: we've got to still get still sticking with that nah. theory. No. Yeah. We've we've got to get the Warriors right before we invite another team in that that further deploys there. It'll be yeah. the Perth
4: Bears. And I, I said this at the start when they were banging on about trying to get this team. Yeah, we're too populated here in New South Wales and Sydney for teams. You just had to go and put your hand up and say, right, we'll, we'll be the Perth Bears. Yeah. It, and it, for me, it was a gimme putt. That, that'll happen, won't it? It
2: Has to be considered.
4: Yeah. And mm. again,
2: like it's you know there are so many diehard Bears fans that are just thinking, and apparently the, all the research says there's like two hundred and ten thousand of them that are ready to be engaged that have been lost to the game. They want to be activated. Um, what do they base the two ten off? They've Expats? Ind- Independent research. This is this is in this is North Sydney fans yeah. as opposed to Perth fans. So oh, you'd, okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So hopefully you'd have some rusted on fans as well as new supporters. Yeah. In the Perth market.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. Have you say one 1170 the best text uh, or call for that matter. Uh, you in the Dometic drinkware? Uh, we got the new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with. Dometic Drinkware. Hi, guys. Uh, the very thing... I know I mentioned that one there. Sugar, I'm still undecided. Uh, where did I lose that one? Tip's starting to come through. I'll get back to that one. Sugar, get a hold of the Luminary of lists. Dino is a master of clever draws and finals qualification. Paramat. Paramat, I have... Uh, my people have been speaking to the people of the Luminary of lists, and he may be making his way uh, on the Saturday program at some stage. So we're looking forward to that one. Uh, men, bring back the win-loss payment. Win, get rewarded. Lose, feel the pain. Scrap top thirty. Game on, Bobby Stainless Steel. Wow,
2: You're on, on, on that one. Rugby, that, rugby League Players Association would love that. Yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mate, that's just so, so basically, you don't eat. Like if you you cannot feed your family if yep. you, if you lose after eighty minutes.
4: I don't think it motivates people to be honest. When I was playing, I, I was never thinking of the dosh.
5: Swimming is all about that. <laughs> yeah. you win, your name's up in lights. You
2: make the
4: dosh. You make the dosh. You lose. Nothing. Nothing doing. Yeah.
2: Bonus payments. They do that for like it's funny how some players have got in their contract that if you make the state of origin team, you get yeah. a bonus payment. But isn't the fifteen to thirty thousand yeah, dollars that you're yeah. earning playing state of origin a isn't bonus. that your
4: bonus payment? Yeah, exactly or? right. And not only that, you're then for rewarding someone not to be there for you.
5: <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. So
4: just on that on, on that day missing games, I really like what the NRL's done with relation to Do the judiciary, following a state of origin, Mm. do you like what they've done there, Adrian?
2: Yeah, we don't want... It's probably less of an issue for origin. It's probably more for the Pacific tests and those other ones where the clubs are reticent to release their players because they think, what if we lose our player yep. and then we don't get them the following round? And yep. there was there was that anomaly that was shown up at the start of the year with Jordan Rapana. Yes. Yeah, so there was the Latrell loophole he game. was able to avail himself of this thing where he could serve one of those matches during the All-Stars game yep. and yet Jordan Rapana wasn't. Yes. So if you're Ricky Stewart, next time he wants to play for the All-Stars, you'd be thinking, yeah, I'm That's not really right. up for that. Whereas now, if, if he does something a bit silly in that game, he can serve yeah he gets hit, hit in the hip pocket and the club doesn't uh, isn't any worse off
4: yeah. uh, Mark oh Mark from Bundanoon one of the greats he says uh, hey Joel and Missile. and Adrian the blues need three changes uh, he loves his sharks mark from Bundanoon mm. he said and okay. thanks for taking me binsy out too mark the other night <laughs> uh, really appreciate that good man uh, he's my neighbor Mark from Bundanoon Absolute uh, <laughs> legend uh, great family uh, Nico to number 14 yeah Jake turbo for Sims and the fox to replace Tupu. Uh, we have the need for speed. Thoughts?
5: Yeah, well, you can't play turbo at second row, can you? Can't. Too slow.
4: Now, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm 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 okay with the Fox. I'm okay with uh, what was the other one? Nico. Nico. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I don't believe we need Jake personally.
5: Yeah. Look. But, probably not. Um, I don't know. Ryan Madison wasn't convincing. I don't know if he got enough game time or if he just wasn't kind of feeling it on the night, but he wasn't convincing for mine. But based off club form, I, I, I couldn't pick Jake either. He hasn't been having a huge impact at club level. He'll like. make the whole, all these tackles. The whole
2: narrative has been that we got blown away in the ruck. The, the ruck speed was, you know, they slowed us down or whatever, and, and we weren't able to respond. Yeah. Does Jake solve that problem? Yeah. Probably. So so was
4: it was it a physical thing or was it more... Queensland were prepared to push the boundaries it a was, bit more.
2: It was both. I think that it was an interpretation, like the New South Wales didn't adjust. Like they could see that Kline mm. had put the, the whistle in his pocket, so they could have laid on more and didn't. But also they just they just got blown away, didn't they? Like they yeah. they were blown off the park with their speed. I didn't know Carrigan was that good.
4: Oh yeah. he wasn't was he good? Oh. Reuben Cotter. Eighty minutes. Yeah. Origin on debut. Ruben he he'd only started in about fifteen or, or a dozen games prior to that. You know, like it was, it was awesome. Uh, just before we go to the break, lads, shout out to Missile, loving his work, fits him well with the boys and has very good football knowledge. Cheers, Panther Jay. Good Thanks. on you,
2: Panther Jay. Plenty Thanks of text Dad. to it. That must have been my that. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from tipping the Bulldogs to make the top four. Yeah.
4: Has no football knowledge. No. No. Uh, State of Origin game two. Start with Whiten. With the brief to go 150% for the first 25 minutes. Not leave anything on the pitch. Then put Mitchell on. Tupu on for first 50 minutes. A swap with the Fox Eels. Muzz. Good on you, Muzz. one 300 1170 The best text or call win a Dometic Thermo Bottle. A Dometic thermo bottle has Dometic has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Dometic. Uh, we have the missile here, James Magnus, and Adrian Presenko, chief rugby league Rider at the Sydney Morning Herald. The seal is here, controlling things. I'm Joel Kane, but more importantly, you, the listener. I'm breaking back with more one 1170 is the way to have your say this is crunch time uh james the missile magnuson here uh adrian Presenko we are here for seven eleven, and uh, i'm pleased to say that uh, troy from silverdale is on the line troy i believe that silverdale is near one of the four thousand towns i lived in Wallachia is that right troy
1: that's correct how you going guys
4: very good troy what do you know
1: um, it's not what I know. It's what I'd like to see, though. Um, I'd love to see uh, the Blues side um, cha- just make a couple of changes. Um, we were very ineffective. We relied too much on Nathan Cleary's uh, fifth tackle options, and he got obviously bombarded by Queensland uh, on those fifth tackle options. And not having a, a secondary kicker there, I think, it'd be good to get Nico Hines in there somewhere, maybe put Eye on the... Um, on the bench as the f- number 14 and get Angus Crichton in there for uh, Tariq Sims. Um, he's been there before, done it, and um, maybe swap Madison over for someone else as well. You're just,
5: keen on Crichton, just, Crichton, aren't you? I like Crichton. I just thought of a second kicking, kicking option. If we go Luttrell on one side, what about Matt Burton on yeah. the other? Oh, Those yeah. big spiralling kicks yep. out of
2: our own end? Yep. Lulwai didn't take a lot of pressure off him, did he? He didn't do much. The, the he didn't do much.
4: No, no, it was almost exclusively Nathan.
2: And it, it's so much easier to shut down too.
5: Yeah, I don't have a hooker that can kick either.
4: That's a very good point, actually. Um, they had realised it was exclusively Nathan, so they could yeah, go all they in. they rushed him. They did you did. see
5: uh, when Ben Hunt came on for his second stint at hooker, he put a couple of really long, deep kicks in the New South Wales half, found found open space on a couple of occasions. That threat of kicking from dummy half is massive, isn't it? Cam Smith used to do it to us all the time. We don't have that with dummy. Don't have him, it. No.
4: Nah, nah. What else do you know, Troy? Any other questions you got for us?
1: Uh, I'm just curious. I was just thinking, what you were saying about the uh, the um, dummy half option. Is Rhys Robson a new South Welshman? I'm pretty sure he is, isn't
4: he? He, he is. Jaguars, I think. Yes. Yeah. I actually said uh, they didn't have quite the the status they have now. But at the start of the year, I said the Tigers. I said. You should, they've got so many dummy halves up there in North Queensland, Granville, uh, Cotter, who yeah. can play a dummy half, and also Robson. I said, go and pinch one of them. You yeah. know, they had, they, they had Little injured at the time, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Maybe maybe the uh, the Cowboys wouldn't let them go. But, uh, no, to answer your question, uh, Troy, on that one, I actually think Appy's – I know he's going great, Reese Robson, but Appy's in front of him, in my opinion, added by the fact that he's also got that combination with Nathan Cleary. Hey, Troy, we appreciate your time, mate. No problem,
1: have a good day guys Troy thanks, from Australia.
4: Silverdale uh, This is Crunch Time, Adrian Pisenko, Uh We have got the great man, the missile I'm Joel Kane, and we are here all thanks to 7-Eleven's classic slow cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty, that is 7-Eleven I'll break and back with more uh, Yes, yeah, time to talk some greyhounds with Simon Orchard from Greyhound New South Wales The Labrokes 715 is on tonight at the gardens, come in Simon
3: G'day, boys. How are you?
4: We're going all right, Good mate. Time, it's a big race. Uh, half a million dollars. Prize money goes up for grabs.
3: Yeah, you spot on. The 715 going off tonight. The third jewel in the fall jewel crown for Greyhound Racing New South Wales. We had the Country Classic worth $125,000. The Million Dollar Chase, obviously worth a million bucks. We've got the 715 worth half a million going off tonight. And then the Thunderbolt, $75,000 up for grabs next week but the semis are tonight in Grafton as well so a huge night of chasing in Newcastle huge night in Grafton and we've booked Shannon Noel boys so oh. you know, <laughs> go off tonight!
4: But when you see Shannon can you ask him this 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 is an outrage so for many years there was a staple uh there was a graffiti not graffiti there was what do they call them a mural, mural. a mural of Shannon Noel yeah right in in uh, Cronulla did you ever see that? Have you seen that around? No. Uh, they've knocked it down. Is he a local? Really? They've knocked it down. So, Lose Shannon Noel, what about me? Yeah. Um, it's been knocked um, down. So, you know, it's going to be a big day. They've replaced it with a Casey Donovan. <laughs> yeah. It's, quite, it's <laughs> Guy Sebastian now. <laughs> Guy Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Guy Sebastian's in a bit of trouble, isn't he? Uh, well. Simon, um, we've got our pens ready. How are we playing it this week?
3: Yeah, look, we'll talk about the 715 and then I'll give you a best bet of grafting as well, boys. Look, the favourite's going to be really hard to go past. It's race 10 on the program tonight at the Gardens, the 715. So the last race on the card, uh, number one, Miss Esme, Sydney Cup winner for Jack Smith. She's peaking at the right time. Two runs back from a spell over the longer trips. And we just reckon tonight she's ready to explode. So she's going to be really hard to beat. She's favourite, as I said, about $2.90. If you want to take a bit more meat on the bone, go number three, Jarick Bale for Mark Delbridge. Group one winner, two times over the 600 metre plus trip. So super stayer. Coming up from Victoria. We don't want the Victorians to run away with our check, but I just think this dog is prime for a big run tonight. So it's race 10. You're either going to take the favourite Miss Esme, the one or the three Jarek Bale. And if you want a best bet at Grafton for those Thunderbolt heats that I was talking about earlier, race five, number six, Apollo Speed. Currently got a seven run streak. This dog is absolutely lightning out of the boxes. Has already had a trial at Grafton. Has driven all the way out from Goulburn. So you know they mean business. And I spoke to Dave Worthy, the trainer, during the week. He said this dog is absolutely ready to fly. So race five, number six at Grafton, your best bet. If you want to have a bet in the seven one five, race ten, number one or three. You could throw them in a Quinella if you want. Uh, and of course, the probably the biggest, the biggest Monty of the night is Shannon Noel to tear the place apart. So <laughs> oh
4: yes. Get, it, get stuck in about that mirror. I'll tell you what, I was out at parks during the week, Simon, and this fellow came up to me, right, and I'd never met him before. And he says, G'day, mate, I'm Zalex, right? Now, I've been running these tipping comps on the racing and the rugby league for many, many years. And this guy had been, uh, was a mate of somebody else, and he said, Mate, I've been in your tipping comps for about 10 years, and I'd never once met this bloke. Yeah. He said, My dog's going well at the moment. And I said, What's your dog called? He said, She's a Pearl.
5: <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> yeah uh, handy,
4: handy wow. dog that one yeah craigo so Craig uh, craigo lachlan uh absolute star absolute star absolute there you star. go so um it's, isn't that funny i had no idea uh a i'd never met him before but he had been my tipping and B, he owns this bloody good dog um so there you go but anyway <laughs> uh good luck for the the big day at the gardens looking forward to that of course it is the lab 715 tonight at the gardens thanks again for your time simon I uh, appreciate it, guys. And watch out for Newcastle. They've got the races on right now, the
3: 715 tonight, and then the Knights play tomorrow. So if the Novocastrians are still standing by Sunday, are oh, no, right. <laughs>
4: right. There'll be people out at the Rugby League tomorrow. You'll need subtitles to understand them anyway. Uh, thank you very much, Simon. All the best. On you, fellas. Hoorah. Yeah, there he is. Uh, great fella, Simon Orchard. The world's richest distance greyhound race, the Labroke 715, tonight at the Gardens. A break breaking back with more. Certainly is. Crunch time brought to you by 7-Eleven. Uh, you're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasta. You can call 1300-01-1170 to set the agenda. And we have a Dometic uh, Thermal flask to give away as well. Thermo bottle. Domenic has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Domenic Ware, drinkware rather so boys keep an eye on the best text and call. Uh, you can have your say through the call line 1300 01 11 text 0457 736 736. Twitter at 1170 SEN. Uh, welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. However you're tuning in, 1170 SEN in Sydney, sixteen twenty am SEN on the Gold Coast maybe you're listening through SENQ on digital radio and you can download the SEN app as well. Uh, right here, let's get stuck into this. In fact, we, before we do this, I was going to get into the coaching merry-go-round. James Magnuson, Adrian Presenko Adrian, you caught up with Matty Thompson, is that right?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. He, uh, you know, basically had to follow Bradman in didn't he? Oh. Yeah, it was like huge shoes to fill, and the fact that Rabs retired on ninety nine even brought more attention to yeah. to him and the and the, the guy that was going to replace him and. It's interesting. He was saying that um, just as he was about to go in and, and fill those the, that seat that had been Rabs's for so long, that he got a text from Billy Slater, his nine colleague, and said that you know you've earned this. You've you know this, this is an opportunity that that hasn't just presented itself. Uh, you've put yourself in this position. Go out and and, and do it. Wow, well, that's pretty incre- cool, incredible. Given that Billy was on debut as yeah. a coach as well, yeah, yeah. He, he would have had his own is um, issues to uh, to sort out. What's so. uh, what's his background,
5: Matt Thompson?
2: I think he's been calling for a long time now. Um, And it's sort of funny, he's sort of been that sort of number two for a while. Yeah. Um, And what a cauldron to start off. I mean, you think of the very first tackle, you know, we were talking about it earlier that Isaiah, yeah, like he's he's barely found his seat and already there's controversy. He's had to call that. And then all the way up to full time when Yo almost stretches out and reach you know, for the line and everything in between. It was such a fast game and I thought he did a terrific job. There was a lot
5: of talk through the week about Cameron Smith, and his call being a bit biased, did you read that?
4: Well, I did. I, yeah. I, I love the biasness in origin. Yeah. Not not as the main well, caller. It's
5: always been biased.
4: Not as the main caller. So no doubt, Maddie Thompson would have been professional. We we're calling it here, so I didn't hear his call, but I, I know he would have done well. But the co-callers, and because it's fairly evenly yeah. weighted, you got Gal and and uh, well, um, Joey. Joey. and I oh, go for it. What do you think, Adrian? Do you like a, a biased co-commentator? It adds,
2: adds colour, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and. It's interesting too, They it's sort of a new phenomenon in sports calling where they go to the coach as well at yeah. certain points in the game. Yeah. And I think that like that's still evolving. Like I didn't think on this occasion we got that much. It didn't add that much on this occasion. But like, no. if you just pick, go to them at the right point where they're about to make an interchange change or there's a change in momentum, I reckon that's yeah. something that's, Freddie, that's got a lot of potential. If they gave you
4: insight and said, hey, guys, I'm about to, I can see that uh, yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah is did knocking that up.
2: Couple, They up. Freddie's done Freddie
4: Freddie it previously. How did it go down? What happened?
5: Uh, It was pretty mundane. Billy was all right. Freddie was tense. Was he? It was a bit on edge. But in previous years, I think Freddie's given some really good insight. Yeah. But he was just a bit tense. But it was interesting. So (laughs) my girlfriend said, now I'm convinced New South Wales is going to win. Why? Why is that? She said, look at Freddie. He's got the suit. He's got his, his <laughs> scarf. He yeah. looks a million bucks. She said, Billy's only got the polo on.
4: <laughs> the hair solo. <laughs> I tell you, um, it's funny, right? So the narrative that happens. So a couple of years ago when they started doing this walk, this big walk from the centre of oh, excellence, yeah, yeah. pe- people would say... Oh, it's so good they did that, and and now people are saying because we lost. Oh, yeah, we ran out of petrol. I reckon it was a walk, you know, like <laughs> or it was a polo, I mean, it was a know, scarf. Professional like, player, like yeah, you know, it was
2: gassed after making yeah. the hundred meter trick.
4: Yeah,
5: what, exactly. What do you make of the the warm up now compared to a new player? They come out in the field, like they're tackling, they're yeah. running kilometers, but like it's insane.
4: I personally think, and I actually didn't love a warm up when you're going out to a big fitness session or a big collision session. You don't have the extravagant. 30, 40-minute warm-up. I personally, and I do this when I'm coaching, you know, rep touch or whatever it is, yeah. I'll say, boys, we're going to do a team warm-up for five or three to five minutes before we go on. Yeah. If you feel like you want to do more, go and do more. Yeah. But we're just going to switch on really hard for that five minutes beforehand. Yeah. We played a final, and I had my boys in the shade, and we're playing a Penrith team, and they were out there for 30, 40 minutes warming up. I said, yeah. boys, let them. Let's let Too them do much. this. We're, we're going to just sit under the tree, and as soon as the game before us finishes, bang, we're snapping in for a quick five minute.
2: As, yeah. as a spectator, I don't want to see the players until they run onto the mm. ground. No, I can understand I like that the they want to get acclimatized to the cold and yeah, the wind yeah. and all that sort of stuff, and the, the goal kickers do their thing. Yeah. But in some of the the grounds, there's a capacity to warm up inside. Yeah. So you don't actually see them. But they do their run throughs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I love seeing like. You know, especially at, say at Parramatta or you know ANZ, it goes all black and then they come out yeah. and, all yeah. and, so on, and you see them for the first time. Yeah,
4: yeah. Just on that, I tell you what, and I hope it showed through the pictures, but it was the most entertaining Australian sporting event I think I've been to with the colour and the lights and the mm. and the uh, the screen on the field. How, how did, was there a big drone showing the screen on the field?
5: yeah there was and they I, I loved where they did the blackout then lights
2: then black then lights right yes. before the kickoff. did you notice
5: the, the nerves the goalposts? as a player
4: yeah
2: they were they were electrified if you like yeah, yeah. did you see that yeah, so, so yeah. I think it was Benny Elias it's uh, one of his companies or he's somehow involved is he so when it was all black and you saw the the fireworks and the the fire everything projected onto the screen the the goalposts were lit up and illuminated electrified. It awesome yeah it did it was awesome it was a good spectacle.
4: It, it is. I don't, see, I don't know the intricacies of the commercials, but it is late, isn't it? Like we were calling the Tonight. game, and it was like ten o'clock, and there was still like ten or fifteen minutes On to a go. School night. Yeah. I had
5: a four thirty alarm set to get up and do <laughs> breakfast with Vossie. Yeah. And I'm looking at the clock, it's 8.15 before kickoff. I'm thinking, I've got about four hours sleep in me tonight.
4: Well, And and not only that, uh, the New Zealand market, we are speaking to the team from over there in New Zealand, a lot of rugby league fans over there. Yeah. So they're kicking off after 10 o'clock. They're kicking off after 10 o'clock.
2: Yeah, yeah. I understand that the broadcasters hold a lot of sway, but wouldn't it be better for them to go straight from the news into a short pregame and then a 7 o'clock kickoff? Were you in the 7?
4: 7 Well, clearly not, for for what reason? But... Yeah, you know, there are commercialities behind it, but it would, would be nice to have it earlier.
2: You guys would
5: have missed it because you're at the game or calling, but probably the biggest clash of the night wasn't on the field. It was uh, the McDonald's ad with Andrew and Matthew Johns going head to head with Katy Perry. Really? The menu log. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the stars were out. Yeah, they were the two, that pretty much, they were almost exclusively the only two ads that ran.
4: Is that right? Yeah. A
5: were bit- they all in the one place for. To, to no, it? so so there were two separate ads. So Katy Perry was doing menu log on one ad, yeah. and then the other ad was Andrew and Matthew John's. It's a great ad actually. Yeah, I've heard and that. I heard someone say, uh, you know, Katy Perry got paid six million dollars or whatever cool. to do the menu log ad. And they said to Maddie, How much did you get paid? And he said, Look, I know Katy Perry got six million, but I wouldn't take a pay cut for that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about Maddie's incident throughout the So So there you go, the polar opposite. So Maddie's weak. One minute he's dealing with Katy Perry. And the next minute, did you hear the story from Tommy Two Phones? So the producer, Tommy Two Phones, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gone stuff. to the, I, I suppose you'd call it the disabled toilet here, uh, which has a shower. and But typically we just use the, the regular t- bathroom where there's yeah. a couple of urinals and there's yeah. a couple of toilets and that, whatever else. So Maddie Johns has finished his show on the Friday. This is like two days after him and Katy Perry have been blasted everywhere. So his idea before he's going to lunch or wherever he's going is to sit down, uh, have a shower. Freshen up, right? Yeah. And off he goes. And we've all done this, right? Where, so he's got undressed to have a shower, but then realises he's got to go and do an Amber Heard, right? <laughs> so he's sitting down naked in the bathroom just around the corner here. And unbeknownst to him, he hasn't actually locked the door. So Tommy Two Phones has come out in between a break and he sees the green symbol, which means no one's in there. So instead of knocking, Tommy Two Phones just charges straight in there and there, Bollock, sitting on the <laughs> Brasco is oh, uh, you, Matty Johns. You can't unsee that, can no. you?
2: No. <laughs> no.
4: So, no, anyway, uh, there you oh. go. one 300 one On the text line, Sugar, I'm still undecided as to buying, state of origin, two tickets for Perth. I've just relocated here. Uh, I'm wondering if there are any SEN tragics in the same boat. Could we hunt as an SEN? Pack. coo the E crowd says, uh, Paramat yeah, a bit like uh, Blatchy's Blues, I suppose." Yeah, uh, you've got to get tickets. It's his only game he can see all year. long. Yeah, I, I think he's he's trying to say, "Do I hold off and try and get a bit of an SEN cohort yeah. uh, going to the game?" Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, something to think about, I, I suppose. The luminary of lists has come through. He says, that "Yos should have come off the um, off, but Port Adelaide head clash was worse."
5: I didn't say that. Mm.
4: The Port, Adla- Port Adelaide head clash. No, I think Saturday. they played
5: on Thursday night from memory.
4: Uh, Cleary, the best half for the past three years. He should be the Australian 7th. Grant, best nine, as proven by changing the game in State of Orange when he comes on. Should start for the Ruse says Jaws, a.k.a. the Doyen of, of, in fact, the Luminary of Liss. Yeah, uh, some very, very good points there as well. Luminary, we need to get you on the Saturdays. Uh, Rocky says it's the boxing model, boys. More room for sponsors, more tune in as the hype builds on socials, etc. No way it'll ever change. So Rocky's talking about the game starting late, as quite happens uh, with boxing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the
5: Cambosis fight actually ended up
4: starting early because that's to accommodate the Americans.
5: Yes. Uh, Otherwise, it would have been too late over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then did you say they had uh, some of the undercard on?
2: After
5: yes, the main fight, for that reason, and the stadium is empty. Though. they
2: do that. It, they did okay. the same thing with Tim Zoo over in Minneapolis, they gotcha. have like the main event and they've got a cup one or two after,
4: isn't it funny? And then they pinned it, it's a shocker block audience. And then two fights later, there's like three no people one. there, yep. yeah. That was
5: a disappointing card, I thought, for Cambosis. Like the main fight was, was all right, but a bit of a stinker of an undercard.
4: I don't often buy the fights, but I said to my boys, I said, Boys, this is you probably it's need to see this if he yeah, wins it, it's like it's. Huge. Yeah, it was yeah. a
2: difficult fight to get into, though, wasn't it? Because, it was. Because, like, you know, Haney's jab was so good, and there was that massive crowd, but they never got a chance to mm. pump him up and no. help him along. A
5: bit like are, the Blues uh, in many ways. The Blues yeah. didn't get a yeah. chance to drag
4: the crowd in, did about they? about Lucas yeah.
5: Brown? I reckon since, uh, since that gallon fight, he's been at 7-Eleven every day on the <laughs> meat pie. and <Well>, the pasties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pasties. Big daddy. <laughs> Big daddy. Uh, oh, hang
4: on. Uh, WBW, we might have missed this, have we? Uh, race for Eagle Farm. No, no, no it's no, in 14 minutes. Uh, unnamed source here.
5: Oh, can, we, can we do an SOS to the, uh, reptile. the reptile?
4: Yeah, he had Niffler last week.
5: Yeah, yeah. He, he gave us two. He gave us one on the way out last week as well, the reptile. So if you're listening, reptile, give us your best bet of the day.
4: Yep. Uh By the way, I was going to tip Niffler. So hopefully it hasn't won, and it hasn't won. Okay, so you've dodged a bullet there, listeners. Uh, well, Nif- I didn't. Niffler.
5: No, it hasn't raced yet. Oh, it hasn't raced yet? No.
4: Okay. Well, Bullet still may be on. Um, (laughs) Niffler, $3.10, yes. This one here from uh, number 906, he says, WBW, race for number two. In Brisbane, race four, number two in Brisbane. I'm going to do a cheeky multi, you know. I'm going to go Niffler into your one there, uh, 906. But, of course, gamble responsibly. Can
5: get, when, when you send us in those tips, can you just put a little uh, subheading of what your credentials are to be tipping us? Well, you know um, what I
4: need to start doing? Keep a little spreadsheet here. Yeah. And it's like a, an Uber rating. Oh,
5: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two stars. Yeah, well, yeah the reptile, So I track them. The reptile is five stars at the moment. Yes. And the other one, um Ciro. Tipped us in yes. last week. Zeroes five stars as well. So what did he Ciro, tip us? if you're listening, uh, Aristos or something? Ah,
4: uh, like? no, from the Blues camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. late at uh, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that you was multied great.
5: It, you had it multied into
4: oh, Morgan Harper to Morgan score. Morgan Harper, uh. yeah. <laughs> 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 Anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We don't actually need a break, but we want to put these bets on. So we're going to do that. A break it yeah. back with more. Yeah, plenty of text messages, 0457 736 736. Our best contributor via call or text today will win a Dometic Thermo bottle. Dometic has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Dometic Drinkware. Rightio, now, we haven't really got into this. We've been threatening to all show, and, Adrian, you'd be across. Well, hopefully you are. Uh, I know people have been keeping things fairly tidy and quiet, but this coaching merry-go-round, have you got any clues as to any of the teams having a coach next year, being the Warriors, the Tigers or the Bulldogs?
2: Yeah, it was certainly a very eventful uh, day on Tuesday, wasn't it? Two coaches sacked on the one day and I've been covering the game for a while. I'd never seen that before, certainly not in the NRL. I think yeah. it happened earlier this year in April in the Super League where two coaches got speared on the within hours of each other. But, um, yeah, absolute carnage. Yeah. Um, one of the things I did yesterday was I, I had a big sit-down with uh, Justin Pascoe at West Tigers. Um, uh, fairly or unf- unfairly, he's been criticised at times for not fronting up and, and talking about the issues at the club, so I got to grill him about...
4: Can I ask you this, Adrian? Uh, what's the process? Like you, you're the journalist... He's the CEO. Is it just a text to him or do you have to go through the media manager? How does that play out?
2: I rang him, he picked up, I yep. said, mate, I wanna do a big sit down with you. Let's uh, let's go have lunch yep. and thrash mm. it all out because Tigers fans wanna know, A, you know, should M- Maguire have been speared, should it have been done six or twelve months ago? Yep. Did he get yeah. the support that he required? Who's going to uh, replace him? Do you have the acumen on your board and staff to to make a, a good informed decision about what happens next and the challenges? That that club faces, yeah. they've obviously decided because the the buzz term they're using and, and Tim Sheens has used it, is development coach. We want someone
4: yeah. who's going. What to does bring that mean? That's
5: strange. Well, isn't isn't, isn't it? everyone a development coach? Yeah. So
2: it's like a, if you
5: can't develop a player, you shouldn't be a coach.
4: But is that is that planting the seed? So basically, expect a newcomer coach like a Serraldo. Is that what that that means?
2: Yeah, I think so. Well, well, that's one mm. of the questions that I asked. So does this development coach necessarily have to be someone who's coached before, i.e. A Green Flanagan, um, or can it be a Christian Wolf, or can it be a, a Brett Hodgson? Can it be a Cameron Serrano? And said, "No, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, someone who's coached in the NRL before." So it was a good chance to put the you know put him on the grill for a little bit and talk about you know the fact that they haven't performed as a club for a long time since. Balmain and West Tigers, uh, Western suburbs merged. they've only made the finals three times, including yeah. really? that two thousand of that. In a 50-50 final.
4: situation where eight make it eight down, it's just not good enough.
2: No, no. And and to be fair, he, he was honest about that, but he's been there for seven years and obviously, you know, he's he's got some questions that he needs to answer as well. So
5: one question about Pasco, his hair.
2: Is that died <laughs> it, it wasn't one of the many uh, things I've heard
5: about.
4: Okay, let's go to some audio. Now, Webby was on with uh, Matty White throughout the week. Have a listen to this, and then we'll uh, digest what's been said here.
0: It's very hard to coach when you have that much noise coming out of your club. I thought it was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen, that they speared Michael Maguire yesterday afternoon and then left it to Tim Sheens and and poor old Brett Camorley yeah. to front the media. Where's Justin Pascoe, the CEO? He's front and centre of the bloody Fox doco last year. The time they sacked the coach, well, he's nowhere to be seen. I tell you what, I bet he's there when they appoint the new one. He'll be there then.
4: He <laughs> <laughs> didn't miss, Webby, your colleague. He did. Um, I must say, I, I did find it unusual that Noddy was there. I didn't feel like Noddy needed to be as part of that initial press conference. What do you think, Adrian?
2: Yeah, I think everyone wanted to hear from him. So so they'd made the announcement earlier that he was going to be the, the caretaker. So rather than him having to answer 57 phone calls from journalists, I thought it was actually a good thing that they yep. put him up straight away. Um, and he can he can talk about his vision for the club, having had about 20 minutes to think about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, one thing, we, we
4: had him in the call for SEN on, on Origin Night for the Blues Radio, and he, he was pretty much uh, saying, well, along the lines of it's been a very tense situation there for a long time, and he just wanted to lighten things up a little bit. You are allowed to have fun as a coach. Now, we're at the venue at the time when we're speaking where he was the first ever Clive Churchill medalist, which is fairly significant being the player of the match in a grand final. Now he gets the opportunity to coach, which is free spins for Noddy. He's not going to get the job at the West Tigers. I think we all know that. But he gets a chance to say, well, okay, well, there's clubs down the track. Here's what I did with the West Tigers in this period of time. So I think they're going to play quite freely here. He's not going to change too much. Um, the attacking coach and the defensive coach, they're happy to keep things the way they're doing. But he's going to lighten up things. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers win. No daily Cherry Evans in his first assignment.
5: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I I, I didn't mind for him at halfback. Question when a coach goes mid-season, I think you may have answered it. They they have all their own coaching staff, right? The assistants, attack coach, yes. strength and conditioning. So they stay there for the rest of the year yep. whilst the head coach is gone.
4: It's a good question because... <laughs> If I was a coach, and you quite you do hear this more often than not, where you know there are ambitions for people to be the head coach, and quite often that can corrupt the club because they start to wide ant the coach. Uh, mm-hmm. This has happened in, in a lot of struggling clubs. If I was a coach, right, I would go to the club and say, "Listen, my coaching staff is Adrian Presenko is going to run the attack, James Magnuson is going to run the defence. I'm the head coach." But we are a coaching cohort. So if I go, we all go. Yeah. So there's no part of you that's ever going to get a job with my demise.
2: But, but think of all of those assistants where you hear the new coach comes in. Let's say it's Cameron Seraldo for argument's sake. that He wants to bring his people. So all of those people that have been working under Maguire, they're wristled. They don't have yes. a job anymore. Correct. Mm. What do you think is the – I know the answer to this question, but I'll put it to you yeah. – the lifespan of an NRL coach in the NRL era?
4: So, the, so the average talking, lifespan. Yep. 90. How many years being coached? Is that what you mean?
2: Yep. Yeah. How many seasons do you get?
4: Uh, four. Yeah, I had three or four because I reckon there's a an attrition of a quarter each year.
2: That's that's almost spot on. It's 4.2. And yeah. that, that's obviously skewed because you've got the likes of Craig Bellamy, Trent yeah, Robinson, Matt, Wayne yeah. Bennett. Hasler. Um, Hasler that have been there for a long time. Yeah. So there's still a lot of churn despite all of that.
4: Okay, so that pumps up the average. So what do they call it? The mode? Or well, the mean? The median. Yeah, the median. That that may be a little yep. bit lower. Yep. Mm. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a rough why, gig. Why would,
2: you, why would you stick your head Seriously. to the furnace? I look at guys yeah. like Billy Slater and Brad Fittler Stay seemingly have the oh, best jobs yeah. in the world. And look, they're ambitious. And, and I think, you know, Billy Slater, if, if Craig Bellamy decides to step down at some point in the next couple of years, oh, yet he's still there. there to oversee and help the yeah. transition, you just think... Ely yeah. Slater, if he, sure. if, he,
5: if he wants to do it to himself. I like an assistant coach must be the best job. You don't have the same pressure. You can be a bit more friendly with the players. The result isn't all on your shoulders. Like if I was Cameron Sorraldo, I'd milk that for all it's worth. Yeah. The, what would be the difference in if, if Sorraldo got head coach at the Tigers? What would be the difference in his pay packet between now? and He did double. Double, I think. Okay. Yeah,
4: oh, he'd probably he'd, he'd be on two or three now, and it goes to five or six. That's something like, like that, it's, doesn't
2: it's Probably a bit a bit higher on both those counts. Yeah, but but the point is, what price do you put on your quality of life? Yeah, being able to wake up, all care, no responsibility, being able to contribute without having to run yeah. up when yeah. things things go bad, and yeah. and they will go bad if he takes one of those yeah. at, at different stages, whether it be the board or Tigers. I,
5: I keep hearing with Seraldo about. It's dangerous taking a job at the Bulldogs or the Tigers because it could wreck his career. Well, how often does a coaching gig come up at a good team? Like surely, eventually, he's going to have right. to dive into a, a struggling club. Some jobs are better than others. Yeah, yeah. But, but
4: you're right. As a maiden coach, NRL yeah. head coach, you
5: don't get a good team. Not many people just waltz into Craig a top Fitz, four team. Craig Fitzgibbon got a pretty good one.
2: Yeah, but that was very rare he knocked back three or four yeah like really good offers before then question and he question, got the right fit.
5: question yep. to both of you so we have got three clubs without coaches bulldogs tigers warriors we got three clubs that are probably on the verge in titans newcastle and st george depending on results of those six jobs what is the number one team that you'd want to go to oh.
4: Oh, if if they can quiet the noise down. So it's so leaky, the West Tigers, and Webby spoke about that as well. You know, you're picking up Appy Coruscant, you're picking up Papa Lee. Yeah. That, that'd that be hard to beat. And you're getting Dewey back and you're getting Sean Blore back and you're getting... Oh. They
2: have got some young talent coming through as well. Yeah. They're juniors. Is the Dragons more appealing or, or are there some red flags there as well?
4: They're just so far off, the Dragons, aren't they? Yeah.
2: It, yeah. It, that so had got the ben potential... They've got those young guys coming through, yeah. like Amoni yeah. and, and, yeah. and Sloan and, yeah. and Sullivan. But they haven't quite got that balance of the the young and the new, right? Like, I thought yeah. they've got a couple of old hardheads, but it hasn't quite worked under Griffin,
5: has mm. it?
4: He's is He's got to get oh, that compulsive error out of his game, doesn't he? he
5: Five was, errors last night. Yeah. terrible.
4: Five. I nearly put him on the left side, so it gets rid of that right flick pass that he keeps doing. It. It's compulsive. Surely
5: Griffin's saying to him, just put it away for a week. Yeah. Like he's such a destructive runner, he but that's what those clubs do.
4: Time. So, and you saw last week with Paul Vaughan; they were back oh, in the game. They were back in the started. game, and then it was just a just a reckless offload, wasn't it?
2: Isn't it Seriously. funny how we've got Mitchell's out, uh, Latrell's out, Turbos out, and we're we're not even talking about Zach Lowe. No, so no like, like a couple no. six months ago or twelve months ago, he was in very much in that Origin frame and in the emerging squads, and no one's talking about him now, despite all these three quarters being yeah. out of action.
4: Adrian, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, and I know it's it's almost mission impossible to get this trifecta, but who is your coaching trifecta? Who's coaching the Warriors in your gut feel? Who's coaching the Tigers next year? Who's coaching the Bulldogs?
2: I'll go Warriors, Christian Wolfe. Yes. Cameron Serraldo, West Tigers. And this one out of way out of left field. Billy Slater, Billy Slater,
4: Billy Slater, Ricky Stewart. Yes. <laughs> hey, Flet- like Fletch is saying that too. Yeah. Ricky, uh, so where uh, the Tigers are saying they're having a development coach, um, Gus has pretty much come out saying that he wants somebody Experience. experienced. Yeah. Mm. Uh, your Uber rating's gone down, by the way. Uh, 906. <laughs> Unsighted, unsighted, flying crazy. Uh, yes, thank you very much.
2: Niffler, any joy?
4: No. 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 Kobe Kane, don't check the bank statement. one uh, 1170 <laughs> is the way to have your say. So you're going to go Christian Wolf for the Warriors. Yep. Cameron's uh, at the Tigers. Yep. Five-year deal. That's a big deal.
2: Well, to be fair, they haven't offered him anything. They haven't approached him or anyone as okay. yet, and that's highly speculative. But, mm. look, it, it's going to take something big in order – to entice him to go to that club, is he, isn't but it? but
4: is he a lay-down Like you're at the club. I mean, he may be, but you're at the club with Nathan Cleary in that team, is a, a gimme part. He doesn't.
2: He doesn't have to take it. No, yeah. no there's no there's no reason to. And if, yeah. if he's got any concerns or red flags, why not just wait? Just like Craig Fitzgibbon did. Like other mm. jobs will come up. There's no issue with timing. He's he's well remunerated at the foot of the mountains. Why do we only get
5: our coaches from? the assistant coaching ranks. Why are they not head coaches at Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup? Is it a better breeding ground to be assistant coach than to actually be the head coach and be in charge of players and hiring and firing?
4: I think the general hierarchy, Adrian, would be you've got the coaching staff, the head coach, the assistant coach, you know, all that, and then you've got a reserve grade coach. So that's the typical hierarchy, isn't it?
2: Yep. And then you've also got the guys that are coaching over in England. So usually whoever's at the helm of St. Helens is, you yep. know, like a Holbrook or a Christian, Christian Wolf ah. Or one of those top teams. Well, like well, well in fact,
4: uh, the last couple of coaches there, Holbrook, yep. he's come here. Nathan Brown, he came here. John yep. uh, uh,
2: Robinson, he was over there somewhere.
5: Robbo was, at Catalans. was over at Catalans.
4: Catalans. But interesting. Yeah. I wonder who the uh, the coach was before that. Maybe it was a local, local coach. What do,
2: you, what do you think, James, about something really left field for the Bulldogs, i.e. Walker Brothers? Love it. Love it. Love
5: that. Like we were speaking off air, completion rate hasn't been a problem with them. At the start of the season, defense was an issue. They've dropped off now, but I think that's just an attitude thing. Their attack has been terrible for the best part of a decade since they lost Ben Barber. I love it. What are the Walker brothers doing now? I I don't think they're coaching in the Q Cup anymore.
2: Don't think so, but yeah. you can you can see that the, that DNA has been passed down to Sam Walker in the way yeah. that he plays the yeah. game and he views it. He's obviously had yeah. a very different education, yeah. And the shackles have just been taken off him, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Like if he sees something, and I know we all get sick of the cliche eyes up footy, he's allowed to go and do it, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah,
5: and and the Bulldogs have got a squad that could play that sort of football. Like a lot of offloads, they've got. TPJ, they've now got Fatala Mariner back. They've got a a squad that could play a bit of hot potato footy.
4: Yeah, very, very interesting. One three hundred, oh, one eleven seventy. Other coaches from St Helens to go on to coach in the National Rugby League. Uh, Daniel Anderson, Mick Potter. Mm. So there's a long, long list. Uh, Christian Wolf has been there since twenty twenty. Crushed
5: me last week. They interviewed Mick Potter before the Bulldogs Panthers games, and they said, "What you know? What's the plan for tonight? What have you said to the players? How do you win this one?" And he said. I just said to the players, when you come back in the sheds at the end of the game, have a smile on your face. I was like, oh, there we go. (laughs) If they're smiling after that, the coach hasn't done his job. That's our goal,
4: to be smiling. (laughs) Um, We, uh, just with uh, relation to Ricky Stewart, I I actually think it'd be a shrewd move for Ricky. Mm. You go and sign a four or five year deal at Canterbury, then you're basically resetting. It's been a tough couple of years for the Raiders down there. lot's happened. Mm. Seems to be a few fractured relationships. I, I reckon it'd be an... Ideal time for Ricky to to jet out of there. What do so you
5: think? is that is that the main male?
2: What's what, the, Fred- what? the Freddy the Freddie thing won't go away? Yeah. Uh, well, Ricky's looking at a rebuild, either way, isn't he?
4: Yep. Yeah.
2: So why not do it with a fresh start with you know Gus? Yeah, you know, he's obviously worked with before. Yeah. Um, he knows what what it entails. He's you know we talk about Bulldog DNA. He understands what's required. He played for the
5: Bulldogs. Yeah. And I
2: just feel that Gus has got a power play. In him. He won't go for a you know a conventional move okay. or necessarily even a a coach who's available.
5: Would it be easier to recruit to the Bulldogs than to Canberra? in Terms of re- rebuilding, yes,
2: yeah, yes, just based just, off just the fact that geography, it's in Sydney. yeah, geog- geographically, yeah. and you're not too
4: geography far away. Is. You've already got the Fox, you've got Burton, yeah, you're picking up Reed Marnie.
2: got Neddick seven and a one. Kick
4: out. It's all, it's just they're not they're, they're actually very close to being. Uh, fairly decent. Uh, so that, that could easily happen. But anyway, what do you think on the open line? 01 1170. That's if you wish to call. If you'd like the text, 0457 736 736. Best call or text wins the Dometic Thermo bottle. Dometic has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fill your adventure with Dometic Drinkware. A break and back with more. Yeah, James Magnuson, Adrian Presenko. I'm Joel Kane. You can be part of the show. You make the show. 01 1170. 1170, text 0457 736 736. Uh, Text line, we've got uh, Andrew from Newcastle. Good afternoon, Jets. Would you put Jake T straight back into the New South Wales squad to tighten up the rock? Uh, The ruck, rather. Madison would be my man to miss out. Queensland would never drop someone like Jake. Thoughts, boys?
5: I agree with the fact that Queensland would never drop him. Um, Let's watch how he goes tonight. Yeah, give us a couple of weeks, Andrew. He'll have tonight's game and then next week's
2: game, right? Let's see how he goes. Isn't it funny that over the years, traditionally, Queensland have picked players that we would never pick. I yeah. reckon Dallas Johnson doesn't play Origin in never. New South Wales. Never. Um, Alan Tung probably plays Origin for Queensland, doesn't he? Yep. Have,
4: I t- have I told you blokes the yes? Have I told you blokes the story about uh, Dallas Johnson? So I had a beer with Craig Bellamy. That's a bit of bruising. but so I said, what- "What's one of your-, your better stories?" He said, "Mate." We had these two kids from Queensland and we are sort of tossing up which one to fill our final spot in the squad. And as it turns out, the decision was taken out of our hands because the doctor had said one kid had broken his leg, right? So it was the final training session the next day and we've said to him, mate, unfortunately you've broken your leg so we're going to have to go with the other kid but we'll keep an eye with you in your local footy up there in Queensland and no doubt you'll be back down at some stage because he was just a goer and Craig liked him. So the next day, it's their final session... And this kid turns up, right? And Craig said, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, no, no, I went and saw another doctor and it's not broken at all. It's fine, you know. He goes, look, I'll run it. Like, it's no problem. And so the doctor's going, him, no, it's he's, he's broke. I've made it 100% it's broken his leg. <laughs> so anyway, Craig's watching this. They go up and the last session was 10 laps of this brutal hill they do. So you run up the hill and then you run behind this corrugated fence which is obscured from down the bottom and that'd go for 100 metres or two, whatever. and then they come back down the hill. They did about five laps, and sure enough, this kid's running, right? And Craig Bellamy thought, what's going on here? So he followed them up on their sixth lap. And when they get behind the corrugated fence, right, um, this other young kid would say, boy, slow down, slow down, he's struggling. So they'd all stack it up when that was obscured behind the corrugated fence, and down they'd come, right, to give him a bit of a break. Yeah. And at the end of it, he says, you, you're a liar. He said, but I love it, you're a liar, your leg is broken. And we know for a fact it is broken, and you didn't see a second doctor, and it's broken. He said, You, right, you were telling everyone to slow down to help him out. You, the liar, he said, You're playing, you're in the squad, but go and get your leg fixed, it's broken. And you, young fella, for telling people to slow down, cutting my uh, session in half, really, or making it a lot easier, he said, You're the captain next year. Cameron Smith.
2: Wow! Oh, and was it
4: Dallas wow. Johnson? With D- the broken Dallas league? Johnson was a broken leg.
2: That's incredible.
5: Yeah, yeah. Ah, so he dropped some other poor. So, so I
4: don't know who the other kid was, but yeah, off yeah, he yeah. went into he the ether. He but... loves those sorts of
5: players, like yeah. you, Ryan, Hinchcliffe, mm. Um, mm. Ryan Hinchcliffe. Yep. Um, he's got the bloke this year Hoffman, from Todd well. Lowry,
2: Hoffman Lowry.
5: Yep. those guys. Josh King this year playing thirteen. Yep. Came from the Knights was nothing. He's been run on every week. That's over right. Brendan Smith at thirteen.
4: So so he's. The Melbourne Storm are buying a Payne Haas. That's not the Melbourne Storm model, yeah. right? They're, they're going to find their own and build them through. They want to spend on the key positions, your fullbacks, your halves, et cetera, like that. So yeah. that's what happened. I'll tell you one more thing about um, uh, Craig Bellamy. It's just alluded to me, actually. He's, oh, no, he went one year overseas for a business trip, which a study trip, and they hadn't properly done the proper tests, and they signed three players, and he said it completely corrupted the whole place. And that was their worst ever season the Melbourne Storm. Ooh. Just, you've got to get the right the people in the building.
5: The year they bought Sam Cassiano?
4: Uh, I'm not sure. You didn't tell me the three. Uh, because that's what they do, the Melbourne yeah, Storm. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're ironclad. Uh, yes. He loves, uh, don't...
2: he loves it, doesn't he? The, the oh. going overseas and stuff. Yeah. He, he, when he had his uh, ma, uh, big milestone game recently, he told me about how he went to, the, he said, I've been to all these NFL clubs and EPL and all this sort of thing. And he said, the best thing I've ever went to was the New York Fieries. He said, we mm. went over there and they, like we try to recreate in the NRL or at my training sessions, the game, you know, as much as we can. We're yes. like nine tenths there. Yep. He said, over there, that's ten tenths. Wow. He said that they aren't just talking about how to put out fires. He said, we're starting fires. We're, we're starting gas fires. We're starting chemical fires. So that whatever situation those fires need to encounter, they've done it all before. It's yep. all part of their training. And he said, I came back. And I said, I'm going 10 tenths at training. Wow. For oh, I'm wow. G- I'm just going to lift at that little notch extra. That's so wow. good.
4: And the people they've got there, you know, Frank Panisi. And yeah. it's just a different business, isn't it? it Matt it, Trip,
2: Panisi. Oh. They're, they're all the best. Bellamy. Yep. They're the best in their positions, aren't they?
4: Absolutely. Uh, boys, we want to gear up for footy today. Time to gear up for this afternoon's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Go on your next adventure. Dometic.com. South Sydney taking on the Titans. This is a big game. Titans, if they're any chance of playing finals football, uh, they must win this. Rabbitohs, if there any chance. So basically in the betting markets, you've got uh, basically about seven of the teams already into the finals, according to the markets. South Sydney, a flip of the coin chance. How do you see this one, boys?
5: I can feel an upset. I'm going to tip South Sydney, but I can feel an upset. It's just one of those games that uh, I'm not confident on.
4: So you are asking me before, um, just before we get to you, Adrian, about my ratings. Yeah. So yeah. for me and the ratings and how I land on this and maybe yeah. bring up what the current line is, yep. I've got the Rabbitohs marked as a 12 marker. I've got the Titans marked as a 17 marker. Now, it is tipped that Murray and Cook will play. So just to make it very, very simple, and I will make other variations, but I reckon Seabus is worth about three.
5: Yeah.
4: So for me, uh, Cambo, uh, Campbell is out. He's probably worth maybe one and a half. So long story short... I have got my ratings uh, with the rabidos probably given about three. Anyway, Amen wants to get on with this. Uh, Raiders take on the <laughs> roost. I'll crunch the numbers in the break and get on to that. We'll get to the break yeah. uh, after this. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go.
1: Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on. Have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858.
0: Well, another huge week at Dublin. of course, things were going off with a state of origin and you, you sort of tipped it, didn't you, Sats,
6: that Queensland were going to win that first one? Yeah, Josh, I thought that the team that Billy Slater had picked um, was going to be the team to win the game. I love his attitude going in as well, but uh, without a doubt, um, yeah, the origin markets, they were, just, they were all over the place. I mean, there were so many opportunities to, to try and find a first try score or a you know, margin winner. And, um, it always seems to be an origin, that 1-12 to 12 margin, which um, I thought was always going to be the way on Wednesday night. But game two is going to be just as interesting. You go to Perth, Josh, it's neutral yeah. territory. It really doesn't fit any side. And in 2019, Dabblers, uh, I don't know whether you can remember, Queensland won game <laughs> one, went over to went over to Perth, got beaten by 50 by New South Wales. Yeah, and that's right. And made six changes. So it's going to be interesting uh, how the team's going to look for, uh, for the second game for New South Wales.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to it because it was absolutely going off in the banter channels, and we had those rocket bets as well for some of our ambassadors, which a lot of dabblers got to take, uh, you know, advantage of, which was fantastic as well. Uh, the crunch time NRL team also had Gagai there for uh, to score any time, which he always just seems to. Always just seems to score in Origin, doesn't he? It's uh, insane. But let's have a look at what they're doing today. Let's see if this one appeases you, stats because I know you're not happy with the crunch time, team. Um, <laughs> South City to, to, uh, to win. The Melbourne Storm to get up as well over the Roosters. And the Broncos to win by over 12 points. Any thoughts there?
6: I've got to say, out of the 14 rounds so far, I think this is the toughest round to pick. If you're in any tipping comp or if you're going to have a mm. uh, a double today, uh, or tomorrow, it's a it's a really tough round to pick. Yeah, the, the Melbourne Storm games are a real difficult one. You know who's going to back up? It's about who backs up for for any of the yeah. sides. South Sydney playing the Gold Coast today, and um, AJ Brimson, the Gold Coast tides best player, he's uh, been ruled out with COVID, so that does fall in favour of the, of the crunch time team there in relation to South Sydney. So um, yeah, I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one. The, the Brisbane Broncos and the Tigers and the Canberra game, I should say. I think that's the toughest game to pick from this weekend, and um, it could go either way. If uh, if the Raiders win, they usually win big, and yeah. um, when the Broncos win, they'll usually be winning tight. So, yeah, it's um it's a risky weekend this weekend.
0: Oh, you like that then, Seth? What are you going with?
6: So I'm going to go, go across a couple of sports, and so we've got um, the NBA Finals, of course, and um, yeah. Game 4 is about to tip off any time soon, and so I've got the Boston Celtics to win that, head-to-head. Uh, they've obviously yep. got a lead, 2-1 in the in the series up against Golden State. Uh, in the South Sydney game today against um, the Gold Coast Titans, they have got Keon Colomatungy on that right-hand side um, as an any-time try-scorer of a Lachlan-Ilias pass. And I've also got Daniel yep. Tupou, any-time try-scorer for the Roosters up against the Melbourne Storm. Again, you have to watch closely to see whether he backs up. But, uh, yeah, so across a couple of sports today, Josh...
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's the good thing about dabble. You know, you're learning from other people as you go stats and all the different uh, experts. Of course, download the app, follow Crunch Time NRL, follow Stats 13, go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly.
1: Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
4: Ever been called a Pelican missile? <laughs> uh, yeah. Brett, Brett says, Missile, you yeah, Pelican. Jake will go well tonight. He is playing tomorrow. Oh. So he's saying Oh, that,
5: semantics. Yeah. Thanks, semantics. He will still play well. Uh, boys, uh, best
4: text of the day. Have a look at those. Uh, missile and uh, I'm tipping be that one. is <laughs> <Your laughs> <Pelican, laughs> my favourite. Yeah, yeah. uh, Adrian's got to vote for Brett. Yes. Uh, two, three. Sorry, Brett. You, um, have a think about that. We've got to give our uh, Dominic uh, drinkware yep. away uh, here as well. This afternoon, Adrian, back on the tools.
2: Indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, three more games and what an eventful week it's been. We've had Origin, we've had two coach sackings, and yep. we've still got three games to go. Know. Who, knows, who knows what else will fall out?
4: Oh, so good. I was thinking about the time in camp. So you're 10 days in camp for, for two of the games. You're basically in camp for a month. Anyway, where well to go? Uh, well done to you, Seal. Uh, make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Crunch time back tomorrow from noon. We're going to do a bit of OT here, by the way. Well, I am. Uh, up to you, blokes, whether you want to hang around. Can we uh, invoice for that? Yes, I believe so. Crunch time by <laughs> thanks to Seven Eleven. You're never far away from Seven Elevens classic slow cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty. Uh, we do have the call of the Titans of the Rabbitohs coming up from Seabar Super Stadium shortly, but we're hanging around for the next ten minutes or so. Break them back with more.